On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we take a final look at the injury report leading into Eagles Commanders. How are the Eagles going to use their new look secondary? LOE3, all that and more on a Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepickscom NFL and use the promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. One final show before Eagles Commanders this Sunday as the Eagles wrap up their division matchups against Washington. This one's in D.C. I imagine Eagles fans are going to be taking over that stadium as they usually do. Eagles pretty good favorites in this one, Gino. And you look at the injury report, over the last few weeks it felt like your typical 2017 to 2020 Eagles where it was just full of bodies that you need on both sides of the ball but the last two days it looks like things are getting a little bit back to normal everybody's starting to get healthy Reed Blankenship a full go with that rib injury the only guy it looked like wasn't really going to play was Bradley Roby in the slot today Jordan Davis did not practice limited yesterday with a hamstring injury so you might not be without your number one guy against the run but at the same time Gino like compared to the last few weeks, I mean, this team's getting back to close to full strength, which is really good news. Outside of a handful of guys like Jordan yeah. Davis, like you had said, I believe James Bradbury was on that injury report yeah, as so well. Yeah, so Milton Williams, but I think they're all going to play. I think it would be precautionary. Usually in that yeah. Thursday practice, it is more of a like a walkthrough type of right. practice for the Eagles. So, I mean, they wouldn't have been out there anyway. They're just walking around. But hopefully they should be back healthy. But to allude to your point, Lou, you're 100% correct, where this is the time of year and in two weeks, they have a bye week. If they can make it through these next two games and you go and you have a rematch with Washington, hopefully it isn't close to the same result as that first time around. I think Washington has kind of been on the downslide the last couple weeks and the Eagles have been on the upslope. Mm -hmm. But you know that impending game next week, what the Eagles can't do is get caught up in a look ahead spot because They are coming back healthy. They have to play this game and win this game. Go beat Dallas, and then you have two weeks. Sit back, relax. Before the gauntlet. gauntlet. Right. Like, get through this. You're healthier than you have been. If you could get to week 10 and you have 95% of your roster a full go, and I'm assuming Bradley Roby will be healthy Mm -hmm. come post-buy, you're looking at a good stretch where you're going to have your best team to face the other best teams in the NFL to really right. see where you stand. Yeah, and even I feel like the gauntlet you could argue started last week with Miami because then, yeah, you got Washington in the middle, but then you go Dallas by week. You've got the mm-hmm. Chiefs, you've got the Niners, the Bills, another matchup with the Cowboys coming up. It gets pretty tough in the months of November and December as you gear up for that playoff run. So, Gino, like, having this roster fully healthy without – I mean, that goes without saying how important that is. And at the same time, the fact that you've been able to get to 6-1 and one battling through those injuries – very impressive as well. So we'll see if they can do it again. Sweep the Commanders this Sunday. The only guy it looks like that they could really use that might not play is Jordan Davis. But, you know, Bradley Roby is somebody they signed a few weeks ago. And, you know, until the trade deadline, we were going to say this is probably your slot corner moving forward. With him being injured, with the emergence of Eli Ricks last week, with the trade 
of Kevin Byard and Sidney Brown healthy. He's played in the slot. What do you think? I mean, obviously they're going to be road. Sean Desai uses guys in many different formations. It's very matchup based. He's very multiple. So you're not going to just get one or two looks with a lot of these defensive backs. They're going to mix and match. But when it comes to like the majority of the time, how do you think the secondary shakes out now that everybody's healthy and they have some new additions? That's a really good question. And especially going into this week, I think it could take two different directions, to be honest with you, because currently Curtis Samuel, I don't know if he's on track to play. He has been banged up on their injury report. If he doesn't play, I would expect them to go a little more Logan Thomas heavy, which then favors the addition of Kevin Byard, in my opinion, and the reemergence of Sidney Brown and Reed Blankenship coming back. Let's say they are able to run a lot of 11. So how is that going to shake out? Well, currently, I think it's your boy Eli Ricks in the slot, Lou. Like, until he proves us wrong and there's another option until Bradley Roby comes back, Yeah, I think that's the guy that you're going to roll with because the James Bradbury experiment, it doesn't work on the inside. We know that. We don't want to move him to the slot, keep him outside. I thought they did pretty well in that first go around. I think it'll be even better. They were very banged up in that Washington game. And even without a Jordan Davis, you're still going to have Jalen Carter in there. And you're going to have all these guys that are even better rushing the passer than they were a couple weeks ago. So win those matchups one-on-one, take those guys, let them stay outside. Kevin Byard, Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, you guys are going to be responsible for that middle of the field. Take away the Logan Thomas. Take away any of those quick-hitting mesh-type routes. And having those three over a Justin Evans and a Terrell Edmonds, I love it, Lou. I love it. You're going to have so much rangy athleticism to where even if those guys do get the ball in space, I think you're going to be able to cover on the back end much better than you have. And I want to ask you one thing, Lou. Coming into this season, we said, what is the one guy that the Eagles defense can not afford to lose? They lost N'Kobe Dean. Is there truly a guy on the defense that they can lose and it's like, oh, this is the end-all be-all? Or are they pretty good at battling through adversity like we've seen? Yeah, I think we might have said it was N'Kobe Dean, but then you see the way Morrow and Cunningham have played this year. I think they're fine without Dean. Mm -hmm. It might have been Avante Maddox. Me and you said that in the summer, but even now... I know. I mean, you mentioned my guy, Eli Ricks. Like, he's slowly becoming my new Razul Douglas, where I yep. just I think he's going to be a stud. And I think that would be the player that plays in the slot moving forward. But I like that you kind of mentioned that could be based on matchups. If a team plays a lot more 12 personnel, maybe you want Reed Blankenship, Kevin Byard, Sidney Brown coming down a little bit more. That's the cool thing is all three of those safeties – I like you can mix and match. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the time I'd probably predict Bayard and Blankenship for your two safeties. Like if you're playing cover two, a lot of the time they're playing deep Sydney Brown though. I mean, somebody can crash downhill. He can play in the slot. He can run fit as that slot guy, but so can Bayard. So can Blankenship. He's a really good tackler. So I don't know. Yeah. It's not as black and white as this guy's going to be here. This guy's going to be here. It's going to be very matchup based. They're going to rotate through and they just have so many versatile pieces now. And I think that's just such a good problem to have. I'm very fascinated to see though, how Desai uses these guys. Cause Gannon, I feel like would be like, you're here, you're here, you're here. And that's it. Right. Whereas with Desai, mm-hmm. it's like, no, it's going to be pick your poison and it's going to probably change every single week, which is exciting. I think the one area where he was kind of in a one hand tied behind his back was how they run the the cover six is they run yeah. quarter quarter half so the guy that is responsible for the half field has to be a pretty rangy type of safety well when it's just Terrell Edmonds and one of the other guys either Sidney Brown or Reed Blankenship 
those guys are probably going to be responsible to roll to that half field and right. keep Terrell Edmonds more in a quarter of the field or a quarter of the field. Now you talk about the looks. That's what the quarterback's going to be thinking, Lou. Like, what guy is going to rotate where? They're going to start too high. They're going to rotate these guys all over the field. The three safety looks now that they can present are going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And not only that, the way that your linebackers are playing, you can now bring in more looks where you are doing these simulated pressures with more guys. Because Terrell Edmonds, you're not going to have him like creep up to the edge, be five yards off of the edge no. and then pop back and play like an inverted safety role. Absolutely Where Sidney Brown not. can do that. I mean, he's got the 100%. Range. Yeah, he exactly. did that at Illinois his whole career. That's what he yeah. did. He played man coverage at Illinois from the entirety of his career there. So I love what they have now in terms of athleticism on the back end. And mm -hmm. this is a game where you're going against some wide receivers that have given you fits in those areas. So let's they see how gave you him respond. Fits a month ago, Gino, that mm -hmm. was the last game it really felt like the secondary was in trouble. And then they started to turn things around. But Sam Howell and that passing attack, they had a lot of success against the secondary. Without a doubt. I mean, you go to overtime, why? Because you couldn't make that stop at the end of the yeah. game because and your Washington secondary got should have won. The only reason Washington, I think, didn't win is because they decided not to go for two. Yeah, Ron Rivera really kicked his team in the rear end there. But yeah. the Eagles were on their heels, man. And they hunkered in last week. What a performance against the Dolphins with – Still a secondary that you did not have, Reed Blankenship. Now you got all those guys. What a feeling, Lou, to just be wait. able to sit back and say, no matter what, you're not going to have a situation where Mario Goodrich is being trotted out there, and Makai Gardner. It's anymore. crazy the difference a few weeks makes, man. It is, and that's Damn. why Howie Roseman is great. He knew what the issue was. He knew safety was going to be a burden. Let's lift that burden and just make Sean Desai, who wants to run a defense which is predicated on setting the coverage first, and then the front, he was hamstrung, man. He was having to set the front and say, you guys go do it, and I'll try and figure out things on the back end. Now it's like, okay, the back end set, the front, you guys just go be free like Josh Sweat said in that press conference last week. Absolutely, and the Eagles got through that injury wave to 6-1. and one. They are the number one seed in the NFC, and Gino, they have an opportunity to build a little bit of a cushion in this one-seed race. We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, and today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you play a $5 bet. That's easy. All you got to do is take Jalen Hurts anytime rushing touchdown. You're going to win it every single time or take A.J. Brown the over on receiving yards. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. But if you bet on the Eagles, you're going to win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, the over-unders, all that and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and the LockedOn Podcast Network. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, football season, we're halfway through the year already almost, which is crazy to say. Lockdown, we are kicking up our coverage with Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern time on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel, including our own host, Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, Kyle Krabs. They'll break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. So, Gino, the Eagles got back into the win column in a huge way Sunday night with a big win over the Miami Dolphins. They're 6-1. and one. As you mentioned, the bye week coming up in a few weeks. 
You've got one of your, I don't want to say it's an easy matchup because you should have lost to them last game at home, but one of your games where you're clearly a heavy favorite this Sunday against the Washington Commanders, then you got the Dallas Cowboys, then a bye week, then comes the gauntlet with the Chiefs, Bills, Niners, another matchup with Dallas. So things are going to get tougher, but man, you couldn't really ask for, and they should be 7-0 because you would want that win against the Jets back, but if you would have told me and you in August that this team would be 6-1 and one, and have a potential opportunity to go to 7-1 and one before that gauntlet does come up. I mean, we would take that 10 times out of 10. I mean, they have really done a great job of overcoming adversity, getting wins even when they haven't been playing their best football. And that's that goes so far in this race for the one seed. Because also, the Niners have lost two straight. Brock Purdy's hurt. Sounds like Sam Darnold's going to start this weekend. Detroit, I mean, they've, been, they've looked good. And then they kind of got humbled against the Baltimore Ravens. So... You look at just the NFC landscape, nobody really scares you. San Francisco's kind of taking a step back, and you're racking up wins. Like, right now, it, it feels really good, the position the Eagles are in in this conference, and we know how important the one seed is. Every time the Eagles get to the one seed, it feels like they get to the Super Bowl. Boy, did they get lucky tripping up in a matchup that, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really hurt yeah. you in terms of ranking. I mean, and San it's Francisco an was AFC undefeated opponent. at the time, Gino, and they looked incredible, and they've dropped two straight since that Jets game. The way the Eagles are playing, it's very inspiring because there's so much outside noise. Like, good morning football talking about how the Eagles are winning is not sustainable. What are we talking about? Jalen Hurts has only lost three regular season. What is not sustainable about being able to choke the clock against well, the know, Miami everybody knows Dolphins line, team? Line play doesn't get the job done. That doesn't normally lead to It's winning. never worked in the and National Football League offense. ever. Yeah, yeah and know. being or able to throw it, being able to run it, being yeah. able to take <laughs> away the run, being able to take away the pass. I mean, what are the Eagles doing that is not sustainable? It's a Somebody fluke. It's a gimmick. A point. It, it, yeah, they're playing it's like the with Dolphins fire. Wildcat offense of 2008. It, it can't last. It can't. La- I mean, all the talking points and what is the talking point in the building? Keep the main thing, the main thing. And one thing that Jalen Hurts is really good at. And I mean, this is experience from playing at Alabama, right? Like Oklahoma, the, the first two weeks of the season where you're playing an inferior opponent and then you got to go play an SEC opponent the next week kind of feels like that right now with Washington, even though you played them close, it's like, the trajectory of these two teams, it's it's no longer the same. Like we were saying Washington could be a wild card team. I'm I'm thinking they're gonna be a top five, six pick at this point if they continue to play this way. But the Eagles can't trip up on that. They have to know what this means. I always say, and we will always say it's a two-game swing with these NFC East wins, man. Let's say Dallas continues to go and let's say they finish four and two in the division. You finish five and one, you slip up one time down the road. Well, you can't slip up twice and tie them because that could inevitably be a tiebreaker in the NFC. Could be a like-minded opponent with San Fran. These are the games you can't afford to lose. AFC opponents, that's fine. Those are the games that they don't really matter. It's just really a test of where you're going to stand in the grand scheme of things. If you would have lost to Miami, was it the end of the world? No, but you feel good right now. What's going to feel even better is winning this game, going and beating Dallas, and going into the bye week eight in Waterloo. That's going to be a great great outcome and you talk about this gauntlet Lou two of the three teams or are two of the five teams rather are in the AFC yeah. so you're still gonna have room to trip up a little but just keep playing good football and you're not even gonna have and to worry teams, about that yeah and you know those teams I mean the Chiefs look really good right now they're yeah. hitting their stride they're six the and one. they're regressing yeah I mean Let's they be barely honest. beat Tampa Bay again they're five and three they have an elite quarterback but they have been very up and down, and so have the 49 The 49ers were the team that looked pretty unstoppable two weeks ago, and then they lost to Cleveland. They lost mm-hmm. to Minnesota, and you're like, 
I'm not so sure. If, I mean, their own corner thinks that Sam Darnold to Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold's really not that much of a drop. What an insane thing to say out loud. <laughs> so, I mean, nobody really looks unbeatable right now. It does really feel like we're destined for that Eagles-Chiefs rematch, although Baltimore looks like they're putting it together mm-hmm. in the AFC. But you're right. Like In this conference, in the NFC, the Eagles are in a really good spot. The other top teams that I think are going to push them, right? The Niners, of course. We mentioned the Lions, a team like Seattle. So, actually, the Eagles can really build a cushion these next two weeks. If Seattle... Detroit and San Francisco, who have some pretty tough matchups these next two weeks. If the Seahawks lose one of their games against Cleveland or Baltimore, Detroit loses one against Vegas or the Chargers, and the 49ers lose one of their games against the Bengals and the Jaguars, which are all very oh, likely. That, yeah, that's a I mean, that's not for those that two. crazy. And if the Eagles can beat Washington and Dallas, heading into the bye week, they'd almost have a three-game lead in the NFC. They'd have a two-and-a-half lead on those teams. And of course, then we see what happens with Dallas, but you play Dallas in one of those games. Like they have a real opportunity these next two weeks to have a stranglehold on that one seed in this early in the year to have that kind of cushion would be amazing because look at what happened last year. They got the one seed, but we had to sweat it all the, all the way till week 18. And this year you might, which is crazy to say, because last year it felt like they were just coasting through the regular season this year. It's like, it might be, it might be easier to get that one seed. What's going to be the easier way forward? Is it going to be just handling your business and not trying to sweat it out like last year? Because the teams that you're playing in the last couple weeks of the season are the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. Do you think they're not going to want to play spoiler at that point in the NFL season? Like, what if you could go into week 16 and you just need to win one of three games to get the one seed? Exactly. And that kind of was a scenario last year, but with context, Jalen Hurts was injured for two of those games. Right. You're hoping that you don't have to see Marcus right. for two of those games, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. But fingers crossed. I mean, it's it's an incredible opportunity because again, the, the one seed, it can't be it's not like you're terrified to go to Detroit if you had to, or San Francisco isn't this like daunting atmosphere. But I mean, the playoffs running through Philadelphia, again, you make Super Bowls when that's the case. I mean, Mm-hmm. I think the last three times they were the one seed, they got to the big dance. Yeah, there's only a handful of teams that have been the one seed that haven't that made don't. it. Sure, <coughs> Dallas, uh, yeah, let's bring that up. But <laughs> of course it was Dallas that didn't. Yeah, yeah there was one other right? team, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, 2016 won a lot of money on that game. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> big throw. But that's what the Eagles know, man. Like They, they know that they have to get there because I don't want to have to – worry about potentially putting Jalen Hurts in an environment in that week 18 against the Giants that he could get an already banged up shoulder injured even more. And we know he has some sort of lingering left knee injury. Just handle business, man, especially these next two weeks, Lou. To contextualize what has happened in the last couple weeks or so, knowing where you're going to get to with the bye. You're coming into a game off of a loss against the Jets where things really could have snowballed against a very good Dolphins team. What do you do? You go out there and you assert your dominance against one of the better teams in the league. What do you do the very next day? You acquire Kevin Byard to shore up your back end to go into these next two weeks, hopefully to have enough bodies and enough reinforcements to win these games because once you get to the bye then everybody's going to come back to normal, right? It's like when you're playing Call of Duty online and the screen is all red and you find a garbage canyon, you hide behind it, and then boom, the screen comes back clear. That's what it's going to be like when they go face Kansas City and, and Andy Reid. 
I love it. <laughs> All right, Gino, let's get into LOE3 coming up next. Three player props each that we're riding with for Eagles Commanders presented by FanDuel. That's coming up next right here on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, which is presented by Prize Picks, which is the most fun playing daily fantasy sports. I got kicked out of my gauntlet, uh, my guillotine league, I should say, for my one league. So I'm back to playing daily. Prize Picks is the way to go, winning up to 25 times your money this football season. All you got to do, select two or more players, pick more or less in their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, they discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And they now offer Apple Pay 2 for a quick and easy deposit into your account this football season. So take more for Jalen Hurts passing yards this week. Take more for A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith bounce back game. Dallas Goddard's been heating up. Take the more for the Eagles offense. And listen to this too. So with prize picks, they have a reboot policy now. Your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football games that are top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is actually rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. That's right, injury insurance. So go to prizepicks.com today slash LockedOnNFL and use our code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And after you put those prize picks picks in, while you're on your phone or your computer, why, you, why don't you get some food from DoorDash? I'm telling you, I was so happy once DoorDash announced that they were going to be partnering with us here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's the last 1 p.m. game of the season for the Eagles, Lou. I know people aren't going to want to go out around lunchtime. Well, all you have to do is download the DoorDash app, use the promo code LOCKED23, and you'll get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. If you want to get a steak from De Rossi's, if you want to get a pizza from Santucci's, if you want to get a hoagie from Wawa, and man, I wish I could still get my groceries from Wegmans. You could also get them too. All you have to do, download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23 to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Don't miss any of the action this Sunday for the Eagles game. Use DoorDash, get yourself a hoagie, get yourself a pizza, whatever you like over at DoorDash. All right, we're wrapping up this Friday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast the same way, Gino, we always do with LOE3, which is presented by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NFL and the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're each going to take three player props for Eagles commanders. I went 0-3 yet again last <sighs> week. I am struggling, you, Gino. I don't know what to do. I'm throwing out all the stops. I was thinking, I'm like, do I have to have my dog start making the picks for me just to, just to get back? But I went two and one last week. Not a bad. You had such a terrible beat. DeAndre Swift over sixty two yeah, and a half talk about rushing that, yards, and, and he, he had, had sixty two. Like, come on, that's just unfair. So I'm seven and fourteen now. I got I got to make up some ground here the second half of the year. I owe you guys a lot. Uh, Gino went two and one though. He's eight and ten, and he's at a plus unit share right now. So. 
G- take Gino's bets right now. We're gonna figure this out though on my side for I sure. I like yours Let's, though. When you text me, yeah, I was gonna one. say. Let's ride. I just I got to go back to just what I know and what this team knows, and it's the big three in the passing attack. So that's really where I focus my bets. So that's my first one. I think Devonte Smith is gonna have a bounce back game. I'm gonna take the over on 51 and a half receiving yards. Of course, we know the run AJ Brown is on right now. It's one of the best runs a receiver has ever been on in NFL history. So he's been the focal point. They've really been focused on getting Dale Scotter back involved these last three to four games, and he definitely has hit his stride. And Devontae has kind of suffered in that way a little bit, plus he's been dealing with some drop issues the last two games against the Jets and the Dolphins. But I think this is the game he's always good against the Commanders. I'm not even saying he's going to have 120 yards. I might leave that up to A.J. Brown still, but I'm going to take the over on 51.5. I think Devontae bounces back and he gets more involved, like he was the last game against the Commanders. Like Boston Scott against the Giants, Devontae Smith against yeah. Washington. It's just like one of those things that always hits. He always has an incredible Randy Moss one big like catch every every time. Yeah, right. It, it's bound to happen. And I like the matchups with all of the corners that they have. I think he matches up well with Fuller, St. Juice, Very. and then Emmanuel Forbes. I think all of these guys match up well. And I think pass heavy is the approach you take against Washington, man. Just continue yep. to chuck this rock. I agree, and that's where you're going with your first bet. Jalen Hurts, the over 245.5 passing yards at minus 114. He's on fire in the air. I think they're going to, especially with being banged up, want to get that ball out of his hand quickly. I think they did a good job of opening up some pitch and catch, just quick mesh hitters that he could get those yards after the catch, and he's still going to have one of those A.J. Brown type of bombs that he had last week, or the... Devontae Smith along the sideline when he's escaping to his left for 25 yards. Those are going to happen. And this is the game where I think you just do pick up where you left off last week against Miami. No, I agree. And pick up where you left off last time you played Washington, as Mm. you mentioned. I think this is a mismatch for these weapons and the passing game against that Washington secondary. So, Gino, I'm going to keep going with the big three. A.J. Brown, I'm taking the over 89.5 receiving yards at minus 114. He has an opportunity to do something nobody has ever done in the NFL, which is have six straight games of 125 yards or more. He's tied with Calvin Johnson. That streak is at five right now. I mean, how cool is that real quick, man? Like, to see an Eagles receiver on one of, if not the best runs in NFL history, and he's an Eagle. Like, that, I mean, I would love to show 2020 Lou and Gino that stat. I was going to say, do you remember that season in 2020 where not a single, not a single wide receiver had above 500? Yeah, 2019, yards. man. Just and now, like, was AJ that 2019? Brown, 2019, yeah. Yeah, six. But 2020, they weren't even sniffing that. So it, it was a long stretch of bad receiver play, and the Eagles are far removed from that. So yeah, I don't know if he's going to break that record. I hope he does, but I'm going to take the over on 89 and a half for sure. I mean, he made Emmanuel Forbes his kid last time. It was unbelievable. Mega John, man, Mega John. He's going to break it. I feel is that going to stick? Is that nickname sticking? I like it, dude. I think it, I think it's catchy, Mega John. And it's I, very I think hit we deserve it too Twitter. because we watched Eric Rowe get dunked on by Kelvin Johnson on Thanksgiving while we all had to choke yeah. down our dry turkey against Detroit. We deserve Mega John. Watching Mark Sanchez on the other side not oh. be able to score. Yeah, what a time to be alive for sure. And uh, we're moving on to greener pastures. You're going to take another Jalen Hurts bet here. The over on 38 and a half as his longest pass. Love that. This team, even when they're turning the ball over, even early in the year, Gino, when they were struggling to find consistency with the passing game, one thing they always had was the explosive play. That Minnesota game, right? Mm. Nothing's working. Boom. Devontae Smith, 60-plus yard reception. So I really like this one for sure. Jalen's always looking to take at least a shot or two um, in these games. 
And this isn't a New England defense that tries to take away the explosives. Like they're right. going to get plenty of man situations where 38 and a half, Lou. Like I saw this number and I, I audibly laughed. I'm like, this guy's hit 50 plus yard bombs every single week. It feels, I mean, that one yeah, to AJ Brown. Number? Yeah. I mean, it it makes no, that. it makes no sense unless Washington is really going to change their game plan and want to keep things in front of them, which at the same time, I don't see happening. Like I, one of these guys is going to get open. Yeah. And even if, again, if they change their game plan, look at the kind of long receptions Devontae Smith has had against this team. A lot of them <laughs> Every single time. Contested catches. I mean, his last big one was in double coverage. So, yeah, they mm. still have a chance to make that play, even if Washington really does adjust. My final bet here, again, riding with the big three. I'm hammering the over on Smith, Brown, and Goddard for receiving yards. Maybe you even want to bundle this all into a parlay. You choose there. But Dallas Goddard, I'm taking the over on 42 and a half receiving yards. He's really been heating up, Gino, the last month, and I think that continues. I saw the parlay odds and I'm like a little over plus 400. I don't mind that one at yeah, all. Maybe man. do that. And if Jalen Hurts is going to hit my over of plus 245, let's just do the math real quick. You talk sure. about 50 from Devontae, get 140 with AJ, 180. Yeah, he's going to have to go. Who else is he going to go through and get those numbers? Like well, all of those over. guys are going to have to go over. Yeah, and then your final, it leads us right into your final bet, which is the over on 17 and a half receiving yards for DeAndre Swift. So Jalen Hurts' top four targets, me and you were saying the over on yardage this week, and I like that a lot. I don't know when the market is going to reset on this DeAndre Swift over. Like, A.J. Brown, the market is reset, right? It's yeah. 89 and a half. This is the, almost like they're treating it like Miles Sanders. I, I can't tell you how many times last year I lost on the over yes. Miles Sanders receiving bets because it was like eight and a half receiving mm -hmm. yards, and they're almost treating Swift like that. But if you look at the way they're using him the last three games, like he's catching the ball. And if Jalen, on the play that he fumbled, hits Yes. DeAndre Swift on that in route, which yep. was about 13 yards. That was one play. He would have made point. it. And yeah. he's clearly the best receiving element that they've had out of the backfield in quite some time. I know rookie Miles Sanders was really good, Lou, but what he's able to do, that play when it's just like a quick little dump off and he's in the backfield and it's like, oh, you're expecting him to lose four yards and he makes that linebacker miss on a dime. It's like, dude. Just keep doing that stuff. That's especially against Washington, who doesn't have the best linebackers in the world. That's a game where you hit guys like that. I think Dallas Goddard over the middle this week. I think DeAndre Swift over the middle. Jalen Hurts has been comfortable in those timing routes over the middle where in the mm. first couple weeks of the season, he really wasn't pressing those areas. It was more to the numbers. Now he's a much more balanced passer, and I love the middle of the field for this game. I agree. We'll see what happens Sunday. Eagles, Commanders, the Birds trying to get to 7-1. and one. We'll see you for the postgame show. Until then, that's going to do it for the Lockdown Eagles podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.